Well, we're back once again at the corner of truth and courage. Thank you for joining us all this week. We've been talking, is it Israel or is it Palestine? How should we Christians be looking at that region in the Middle East that we refer to as the Holy Land, Canaan land? Does it properly belong to the Arabs or does it belong to the Jews? Well, we've been uh, all this week talking about the title deeds. What does the Holy Bible have to say about it? There are three title deeds. We haven't got into the third title deed. We're not going to do that this week. But the first and second title deeds are extremely clear that God Jehovah promised it to the son of Abraham, the promised son, Isaac, who was born by Sarah, and Ishmael, the firstborn son, would be blessed. He would be a father of a great nation. Twelve princes shall he beget. But God will make his covenant with, uh, with Isaac. Who does it belong to? It belongs to the Jews. We've talked about Israel was dispersed under 70 AD, and, and they went into the different parts of the world, and how they started coming back in the 1800s through Zionism and through the hope of rebuilding their nation, their state once again. And through persecution, it forced them to leave where they were to, and find their way back, World War II. And the British Mandate and all that, how Britain was involved with trying to divide up the land. And they came up with the two-state solution and came up with the idea of calling the Arabs Palestinians and calling that area Palestine. This is a man-made attempt, which started in the 1920s, to create a two-state solution there. We talked about five times this has been offered to the Arabs, and they've said no each time. They're not interested in land for peace. They're interested in playing the victim and making Israel look bad. They ultimately want the destruction of Israel from the river to the sea. What they mean is from the river Jordan, push them away out of Israel into the sea to see them destroyed and the land taken over by the Arabs. And that's all they're interested in. They're not interested in peace. And we've been talking about the wars each time that a war has come out against Israel, Israel always comes out on top, and this annoys the Muslims to no end because they can't understand how their God, Allah, is not granting them victory. So we as Christians do not call that area Palestine. I don't know how many times I hear good preachers who know their Bible well but make the mistake because they're just not informed on the Middle East, and they call that area Palestine. It grates at me, and I think it grates at the heart of God. This is not the land of the Arabs. It is the land of the Jews. And when you call it Palestine, you're saying that area belongs to the Arabs. Preachers, stop it. Okay? And I hope that these broadcasts, if you don't understand the issues, listen to this past week. You can always do that at FortressOfFaith.com. FortressOfFaith.com. Listen to our former broadcast. All right, we've got a lot to still cover. We covered the, the, the wars, the three wars, and how miraculously God preserved them. Israel was outgunned, outnumbered, uh, almost seven to one on every incident, and God preserved them. They came out on top. Today, I want to talk about uh, more about the international viewpoint of Israel, how the media is painting it. They always paint Israel as the oppressors. They're the ones who are the foreign occupiers. They're stealing the land from the Arabs. So, and, and where do they get this, this support? It's from the United Nations. The United Nations 
has been against Israel from the start. They've never really ruled in their favor. The United Nations has given what they call resolutions against certain nations. About 51, 52 resolutions have been against different countries for their violations of international law. You've got Iran, and you've got Northern Korea, and and all the violations of human rights and all that type of stuff. We've seen them time and time again come down, about 51, 52 resolutions against other nations. But the one nation has been picked on the most by the United Nations is Israel. 225 resolutions against Israel. 225 to 51, 52 resolutions that are against other nations. You can tell there's an unbalanced bias in the United Nations. Where are they getting it? It's from the Arab nations and the Muslim nations. There is what's in the United Nations called the OIC, the Organization of Islamic Cooperation. It's a 57-58 member body, 58 being so-called Palestine. They're not a state, but they kind of give them a seat there at the table and give them a vote. And so 58 states, which is the largest voting bloc in the United Nations, each time they can try to make Israel look bad, and they keep passing these resolutions against Israel, Israel gets a dirty name each and every time. Now, here's what we hear out there. You keep hearing that Israel's stealing Arab land. You look at the maps, there's 22 Arab nations around there. It covers pretty much all of, well, covers all of North Africa, all of the Middle East, and that little itsy-bitsy tiny piece of land there for Israel And they want to say, that belongs to us, too. Okay, pretty much they have no place for Israel. And that's the real story. But they keep trying to say that they are an apartheid state. An apartheid state. Let me explain what they mean by that. The term apartheid is an African term. It's an Africanomy, which means apartness. And that was practiced in South Africa. Now, we would use the word here in the, in the United States, segregation, that we're segregating the, the races. We want the blacks to be in one area and the whites to be on another. They'll put up pictures of the walls that Israel has built around the West Bank and around Gaza and these tall walls. I mean, they're 20 feet tall, pieces of concrete. You've got lookout towers there. Some of these walls stretch for, for miles. And Arabs have to come into Israel through these checkpoints. These Palestinians have to come in through these checkpoints where you've got military, Israeli military, guarding their land. Now, seeing those pictures, they actually lack context. You need to understand why. Why did Israel build these walls? Why are they having these borders to make a separation between these Arabs Uh, or rather these Palestinians, and Israel. Well, because of 1987, the Intifada, the bombing of Arabs coming across uh, prior to these walls, uh, these Palestinians were coming and boarding Jewish businesses, their their buses and stuff, and blowing themselves up. Over a thousand Israelis were killed through these bombings through the Intifada. As a result of it, Israel, to defend themselves, built the walls and said, we need checkpoints. If you're coming here into our part, we need to check to make sure you're not carrying weapons. They can come in. Now, if there's aggressions and things going on, they do close it down. But 
They do it only for their safety. If it were not for the Palestinians, the PLO and Fatah and Hamas and the other terrorist groups that are operating there, if it weren't for the terrorist attacks on the civilians, then there would be no walls, no need for these walls. But it makes, but they try to sell that to the idea, to the world, that they are the apartheid, say they're segregating and so on. They're, they're only doing it for their safety. What they don't tell you, and you should be aware of this, and please listen. In Israel, 7 million people live in Israel. 1 million of them are Arabs. The only democracy in the Middle East is Israel. All the others are led by uh, an aristocrat or uh, just one person guiding and leading and dictating what the laws are going to be, a dictatorship in many of these places. Arabs are allowed to be citizens in Israel if they choose to become Israeli and live in peace and live in the, they can have it. They have the same access, same medical care, same uh, education opportunities and so on there. Arabs are free to have that in Israel. Arabs serve in courts, schools, military, in the Knesset. In fact, actually, four now have the seat in the, in the ruling government in the new elections there. We've got four Arabs that are serving in the ruling side of government in the Knesset in Israel today. But the real story, you want to know who the real true uh, apartheids are, those who segregate, are the Arabs, the Muslims. They do not allow any Jews into their Muslim countries. You're not allowed in, much less live there, work there, and be a part of their government and health care and so on there. They don't even allow you into their country. And so the real true story is that the real apartheid states are the Arabs because they do not allow Jews into their nations. Now let's take a few moments to talk about Gaza because this is kind of what brought all this up again, the 15-day war that we had here just a few weeks back. You need to understand this. When Israel gave Gaza to the Arabs, when, when Israel took over that area, they had put in schools and uh, water treatment areas and hospitals and built all the infrastructure, roads and everything else. And so when they, when they gave that back, Israel was losing a lot. They had built a lot of that. And what did the Arabs do when they had control of it? They destroyed the things to make it look like, look what they did to us. And, and, and it's, it's on record. But on June the 10th, 2007, Hamas came in from Egypt and took over that area and invaded it and control that to this day. And they use the Palestinians as human shields. So when they attack Israel and they fire their rockets, the terrorist group Hamas, when they fire that, which is being supplied and funded by Iran, by Shiites that are helping Sunnis to fight Israel because they are the best ones located there in Israel to attack them. What do they do? They put children and women in harm's way. I have seen videos and watched it in further conflicts that they had here a few years ago when we had an uprising there in Gaza. And literally, they take children and tie them to the houses where they, and, and shoot from hospitals and from schools and other places like that. And so that when Israel does retaliate and to try to bring an end to those who are firing rockets at them, of course, what's going to happen? Children and women are going to get injured or killed. 
Israel goes to great lengths to try to warn homes and said, you better get out of there. We're coming to bomb it because we know terrorists have used that place or they're using it and we're bringing it to the ground to turn it into rubble. And so when Israel fights, they fight and try to protect their women and their children and citizens. But when Hamas fights, they put Palestinians in front of them as shields to protect them. And that is a story that we're not hearing. And I don't have the time to get into some of the other things about Israel, but we're going to have to save that for another time. But let me close with this. The Bible says, I'll bless them that bless thee and curse them that curseth thee. These Arab nations do not prosper. They struggle, even though they have great wealth under their sand, oil, they're able to make wealth, they do not possess prosperity. And the reason for it is because they have put their hand against Israel. I wished I had the time to get into what happened to Britain. When Britain turned their hand in because of the British mandate, they were responsible for the deaths of over 40,000 Jews. And as a result of that, you see in the 1920s, from that point on, the great empire Britain starts falling away. The Balfour Agreement comes, and they lose control of so many of the areas that they used to have. They almost lost the war in World War II. They were bankrupt, and Britain came to its knees. And so there's consequences when you put your hand against Israel. We have in, Ge- in Genesis chapter 12, verse 3, that has guided the American policy to continue to bless Israel. I'll bless them that bless thee. We better remain in the blessing position of Israel if we want to continue to see God's blessing. Well, that's going to be it for today. Join us next week at the Corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.